It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. You're listening to the IFL TV podcast in association with Lonsdale MTK Global, sponsored by William Hill. This is Kevin Cassis for IFL TV in association with MTK Global. We're in Las Vegas, head of Canelo Jacobs, this Saturday night live on Sky Sports and DAZN. Eddie Hearn and his yellow jumper. Well, as Clarissa Shields just called me, Big Bird. Big Bird. We just finished an Instagram live with Clarissa Shields, which was hilarious. She's a character. She's a character. And uh, you're in some subtle colours as well, Devin <laughs> oh, Haney. Oh, look at this. I'm glad he's wearing that. It makes me look normal. I'm you know? Barney. And his yeah, he looks a little bit better. Barney, yeah, yeah. Barney and Big Bird. There we go. There we oh, go. Mate, there we go. There we go. Um, well, it was rumoured for a long time that you were kind of linked with joining up with Eddie. We actually spoke uh, about a month ago, six weeks ago, after a reported meeting with Eddie. But were you taking time out to kind of just weigh up your options before you went with the man in the yellow jumper? <laughs> yeah, um, I took some time, weighed up, weighed out my options. You know, just ha- just had to talk it over with my team, and um, here we are. Why was it the right decision for you to go with Eddie in the end? Um, because we just both saw each other's vision, you know. Um, I saw, I saw the vision of uh, that matchroom and, and the zone had, you know, on 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 the streaming platform and all that. And they saw my vision as, you know, still wanting to 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 co-promote and and work together. So it just it, it worked hand in hand. Probably one of the worst kept secrets in boxing is Devin Haney. A lot of people have been talking about him for a while, mm. but you've made no secret that you've wanted him for a while as well, Edward. Yeah, and did you call me Edward? Yeah, I've done. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, look, we want to we wanna break through and sign all the top young talent in the division. Devin's unique because he's already built, and that's why I think you know the whole thing about Devin Haney promotions is important. I'm not really a big fan of fighters having their own promotional company because I think sometimes it's, so, it's such hard work, it can detract away from the goal, which is to be the complete fighter and put all your energies into being a fighter. The good thing is, is that I think Bill, Devin's dad, and Devin have realized we've we've built ourselves, we haven't had any help, and that's the unique thing. Like, they haven't been aligned with with a promoter. They've been aligned with a broadcaster, but they've never had the help, really, of 
the other promoters. They've kept it independent. And now they've got to a stage where they've been sensible enough and, you know, and had a clear mind to say, no, we want a partner. And that's what this is. This is a partnership. You know, it wasn't a case of coming in. And a lot of fighters now have got their own promotional company. Promotion, they say. Yeah, they say yeah. but you don't the, want to be doing, you know, yeah. you don't want to be putting seats out. Yeah. You don't want to be arranging sanctioning fees with governing. Like it's, it, flights, hotels, fights falling out at the last minute. That's not, like, as a fighter, what you want to do. So, and all these guys that have their promotional company, you know, whether it's Devin, whether it's Charlo's with Lions only or whatever it is, or even Anthony Joshua, he hasn't got a promotional company, but he's still got AJ Boxing. It's important to give that brand the the platform as well and the credibility when you're doing a co-promotion. So, you know, he's got a lot of fighters that he's working with, young fighters that he's working with. But the unique thing with Devin was all the young fighters that we're signing, we have to build them now over the next two or three years. Devin's self-built, so he's good to go. And whilst I would still like to see him just have two or three fights to you know, keep growing the brand and keep improving as a fighter. He's built himself into a position in the rankings where he may have no choice but to jump in the big fights, which he wants to do anyway, you know? So I think he's in a great position. And, you know, when I met Bill, and literally we had a phone call, and I said, like, why don't you fly to Philadelphia? We met the first time there. And it was like, even seeing us pictured together, the internet just blew up, you know? And I think they have the vision to be trailblazers rather than followers. They're leaders, not followers, right? So people thinking about it, oh, you know, the, the bigger names, maybe fighters on another side of a street or with another broadcaster, they were the ones that went, yeah, we're gonna do that. And now he's done it, others are phoning, others are phoning him. Oh, well, what you, you got, you got me there? You got me Matrim and zone. Like, oh, and it, it's just, that's what he wants to be. He doesn't want to be a number with another 30 fighters where he might be on a pecking order. He's our number one young talent in America. And that's, you know, DAZN have made that investment, we've made that investment, and he's got an unbelievable future. Why did you see it was the right thing to have your own promotional company? Where did you see the benefit of that before kind of linking up now with Eddie and Matchroom? Well, when, when I first started out, you know, I was coming out of amateurs, you know, I had a good amateur career and all that, and I was getting offers, you know, they weren't really that big, big offers it wasn't really what I what, they, were, what, they were big not not Devin Haney big yeah they were big, they were <laughs> yeah. big. exactly and you know I felt like I was worth much more than, than the, the offers that I was that I was receiving so I said you know what I'm just gonna just if they're offering me this when I'm 0-0 imagine when I'm 5-0 when I'm 10-0 so the deals just you backed yourself getting, yeah the, the deals just kept getting bigger and um, now it's big <laughs> <laughs> But you felt like you had to kind of link up with someone like Eddie and Matchroom to kind of progress your yes, own yes, uh, you know, self and your like own I, promotional company to I the next like, level. You know, it was it, it was good to get that machine behind me mm. and you know uh, take me to that next level. That's that's an important thing, is the machine, the promotional machine. And I think when we met, like I think Bill was saying, and I think they want as well, and I don't mind being that mouthpiece, a mouthpiece. Yeah, you know, someone yes. to be having the megaphone yes. and screaming Devin Haney's name day in, day out. You can't do that. We're doing that and the machine is doing that when they're sleeping. You know, it's not just a case of walking around talking about Devin Haney. It's the business. No, it's the promotional tools. It's the broadcasters. It's all of those things. And that's what Devin has done himself. And now he's got the help of a big commercial organisation doing that for him. And I think he's excited because you now when you go down and watch him train, it's really quite a unique experience. Like I went yesterday, 
and no one really gets to see that. Like I know fight hype there, mm. but it's. I mean, he's doing like I don't know, 35, 40 minutes straight on the pads, no break, like body bags, three different train pad. You should go down there and watch it while you're here, Coog. I mean, it's, it's brilliant to watch. And the UK, you look. You're looking like you haven't recorded it. I'm good. I'm All good. right, you like looking at your I'm camera. I'm just going. No, I'm good. I'm good. I was thinking, I'm being blinded. Press record. No, no. I'll like, start. Imagine you have to do all that again. I'm good. Yeah. So you should go down and watch because I know, and you know, a lot of our American fighters have so much love from UK fans, and Devin's going to be another one. Look yeah, at Anthony Sims Jr. Yeah. Like, Murray getting crazy yeah, love. I bet. I bet you're going to get crazy. even after this interview because yeah. I mean, I'm really popular, but he's not very popular. But you know, <laughs> it's okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But. They will love you. I mean, one day you will fight over there, but yeah. like even our younger guys coming through, um, like Anthony Sims Jr., mm. he's like, I just want to fight in the UK. So we yeah. took him over there. Nikita, Nikita Rabarbi, Rabarbi boxed yeah. there last week. Raymond Ford boxes there next week. I'm taking him over for his second fight. He's having, but they, you know, the, the UK fight fans are so knowledgeable. They know a lot more about you than the American fight fans. The yeah. U, the, they're, they're crazy, yeah. you know? And, uh, and you're going to end up fighting Brits as well yeah. in the division. Yeah. Devin, first impressions of uh, Eddie Hearn when you first met him? Oh, when I first met him, it was like, I, I was t I was actually telling my friend this, like, I was like, damn, like, Eddie's cool, like, he's like, <laughs> like, he's regular, like, he just, he's not like, I have to act like I'm somebody else or something, like, he's actually like somebody that you can talk to and just, like, be chill with, you know, it's not like... Just the first meeting, I remember, was in that boardroom in Philadelphia, so I went in, <laughs> and like, Devin's dad's bill was a right, right cool guy streetwise guy knows exactly what he's doing knows exactly what he wants he's on the case with everything you know so he came in it was me and Frank and Devin and Bill and we, we were sitting across the table and I'm like then I just go into the full salesman mode I'm like Devin we can do this I've seen you I know your future the broadcasters you're the next generation streaming service design and they're like this <laughs> And I'm thinking, I'm thinking, show me something. You know what I mean? Give me a smile. Be excited. And they're like, mm, mm. Devin's like, yeah. And then Bill went out of the room. I remember Bill, your dad left the room. And then I'm just sitting there with you and I'm like, so. Like, and I didn't want to say too much because your yeah, dad weren't yeah, there. But it was yeah. like, you know, but it was, we went to the show. Philadelphia was a great show. And, uh, you know, we all got on well. You had your guy there. Yeah, church, we, yeah, yeah. Church, He's yeah. got like this guy called Church who's crazy. And he's like, I don't know the way to say it. I mean, when we talk about mouthpiece and megaphone, he's like that guy, he's isn't like, he? He's like, to like Campbell's in there. Fight, Campbell's <laughs> fighting on the night. And during the fight, he was going, you're running scared of Devin Haney. There's an only one in the division. It's Devin Haney. You ain't got it, Campbell. Luke, you don't want this smoke. Like that. And I'm thinking, it's embarrassing because like I said to you yesterday, you know, having two fighters is always awkward. You know that, right? And one day they're going to end up fighting each other. And Campbell ain't really that way. No, Luke's well. quite a serious yeah. guy. So I'm like watching it, game. And Luke's coach going... I know, yeah, yeah, I know. So I'm like trying to slide away from church. Yeah. But, you know, it's, it's good fun. And... and you know, I had that meeting, and literally, I came down the stairs to meet these guys. I said hello. We went to the the room. Within two minutes, Dan Raff, Dan Raphael tweeted about oh, it. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. So that's where I got it from. Yeah, that's Devin Haney it, yeah. has flown to uh, yeah. Philadelphia, yeah. and I think I know who that was, but not mentioned any names. Lou DeBella. Um, <laughs> he was in the bar at the time, and you know that. But that sort of showed what this deal could bring. You know, a lot of people talk about Devin Haney, all positive. A lot of people talk about me, some good, some bad. But it's like, 
It's a bit like that picture with Dana White yesterday. You know, it doesn't, the hype is everything, mm -hmm. right? Hype, hype is, you know, the, the sole proprietor of, of, of the art of promotion. So me and Devin, the link up, the hype is already huge from that. And it's like I said, like yesterday, Dana White, we didn't really talk any business, but a photo tells a million, you know, a million stories and, and people are just, wow, oh my God, yeah. Eddie and Dana in a link up, what's this? You know, but that's, and the same with Devin, you know, it's, people know that if Devin's linking up with us, it's going to be exciting. It's going to be really exciting. He's going to be active. He's going to be pushed hard. He's going to be given the opportunities. And that's all you can ask for as a fighter, to make sure that you get well paid, well respected, but most importantly, you get the opportunities. Because then it's over to you. And as an athlete, as long as nothing more could have been done, and I know he works harder than anyone can work, right? So at the end of his career, he has the mindset and the work ethic to say, I couldn't have done any more. I had a promotional team that gave me every opportunity to achieve greatness. I couldn't have put an extra, you know, like when you, we went to the gym, yeah, was it yesterday, wasn't it? I saw yeah. in the gym. He's like working for hours on the bag. So I come home and then you drop us back and then I did a bit of work in here and I'm like laying in bed thinking, should I have a Snickers or a Kit Kat? <laughs> I'm not sure. Got on my Instagram, he's doing his, like you, you went again last yeah, night. Yeah, I, went to I mean, this is an independent guy who lives on his own with his pal in Vegas on a strip, Yeah. right? He's 20 years old. The dedication is unbelievable. Unbelievable because like, I would never let a fighter live here on the strip <laughs> because most of them are crazy. But the, the dedication that he has, he's so driven. And it's not even like the temptation for him, it ain't even, it's not even temptation. It don't even come into the mind. You know, it's not, oh, should I pop out tonight? Should I, should I have a drink? Should I go to it? Don't even come into it. What I've seen from him at the moment is nothing gets in the way. Nothing gets in the way. And that's so refreshing working with someone like that because for all the work we're going to put in, we know he's going to do the same. So, I don't know how much about Eddie Hearn you know, obviously, this is a promoter here. Well, it's a bit late now. No, I know. <laughs> but this is a promoter that got booed once by 90,000 people at Wembley. Not once, every week. No, but Wembley's the yeah, great yeah, one, wasn't yeah. it? 90,000 people After booed, Klitschko, booed Josh. at Wembley. I mean, could you see why 90,000 people would boo a man? No. No, this really? happened. Yeah, this happened. Is, yeah. And it was one of the greatest fights they've ever seen. And Why did they believe? I don't know. It's like I'd like to think that I'm sort of like the Vince McMahon of boxing. Uh -huh. So I charge people the money, right? So and now it started off like one night someone booed, and then everybody else booed. <laughs> and now after every show, I get on the mic and it's like a thing. But it's like boo, and I'm like I'm trying to style it out and pretend it's fine. It's okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I'm thinking I'm doing the interview. I'm thinking fuck. But that night, no, so this happens every time. Yeah, but the, it started with one of the greatest nights in British boxing history with Joshua Klitschko, right? That fight, and I got in the ring, and they're like, Eddie, what have you got to say? I've got to say that was boo, and I'm thinking I'm looking round, going like, as Klitschko put his hands like <laughs> I, I don't know, is someone having a fight in the crowd? Yeah. And, and he's like, it's me, you know. So, so now it's a thing. Like, it's a like, thing in England. Oh, but it, it hasn't like, started like, in America. No, Americans yet. are no. So, they love me, right? Like last week, this is what it was like when I started in the UK. The UK's got this really weird mentality, right? When you're starting out and you're trying to get to the top, they love you. They love you. Yeah. When you're at the top, yeah. they've got no interest, right? Frank Bruno, you the, probably don't the, remember. The US him. is the opposite. I know it is. That's why I love it because they're like, 
They, they, they actually, when, when you're trying to break the system, they're not, they're a bit hands off. Yeah. But when you crack it, they're like, yeah, baby. You know, and like now in the UK, like there was a boxer called Frank Bruno, right? Yeah, I remember Yeah, him. well, he's a heavyweight. He was one of the most popular fighters in the world. He couldn't win a world title, right? Mm. But he was like our Frank, you know, British Frank. Mm -hmm. And he was so popular. Then he won a world title. And everyone happen. was like, oh. <laughs> it was almost like, oh, Frank's won a world People title. People love a loser. <laughs> yeah, 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 I do. You know, it's a weird mentality. I know. How, how do you think people kind of are seeing Eddie's kind of insertion into US boxing over the last sort of eight months? I mean, he's, they, I've been getting like crazy feedback, like everybody is like. You're not talking oh. to the right people then. Everyone's <laughs> <laughs> saying, like, oh, good. Like, like, that, that was a good move. Everyone's saying that. I haven't heard anything bad. For the most part. So. I think he's more like you've got people in the business, promoters or advisors and broadcasters who don't want us to get on, will fill fighters' minds. Oh, yeah, well, the promoters. With other they, stuff. They, yeah, like they've they, probably they, said to him before. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's who I really yeah, yeah, meant, yeah, to be yeah, honest. Yeah, no, they don't Did you have people, I'm not going to ask you to name names, oh, but did you have people yeah. kind of, of saying negative things of about. Course. Yeah. Of course, yeah. Don't sign with him. Yeah, but, yeah, but that, that's, that's one of the hardest you know things we're facing. Everyone, yeah. everyone wanted me, so of course they're going to say, mm. oh, Eddie Hearn. Hell no. You know what? Hell no. Yeah, but I know that's what's happening, right? And that's been the hardest thing for us in the market is that all I want to do is get in, in front of fighters like I got in front of you mm -hmm. and just talk, see our vision, understand our business and I, I believe that you will believe in us and vice versa. But a lot of the time we don't get that far because the, no, Eddie, no way, the zone, what? No, he's a liar, he's this, he's that. And that's really hard, really frustrating but that's why this signing was important because it feels like we've kind of broken down that barrier now with big young American fighters, well, where yeah, like all like a lot a lot of like up and comers, like young fighters, prospects, been like hitting me up, like saying like, can you put me on? Can you can you put me on? Can you put me on? So, so he's my new. I said to no, but I said to I said to Devin and, and even Bill as well, like that they're our we're an ambassador of Devin Haney and vice versa. So we want to do such a great job job for De for Devin that he's going to these guys. Word of mouth to fighters is everything, mm -hmm. right? That's why I always say to fighters, speak to Danny Jacobs, speak to Tevin Farmer, speak to Demetrius, speak to Maurice Hooker, because they're the ones. There's nothing like being told by a fighter, by a colleague of the sport, that these are good people. And that's what we want from Devin. We want the young fighters to say to Devin, what is it, God, like people telling me like it's Eddie Hearn, like you can't go near him. No, 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 trust me, like he's done everything he said he was gonna do, and more, he's paid me well, he's given me the opportunities, I can't. Same with Danny Jacobs. You know, that's what I say to all fight, like fighters, speak to Danny, you know? But it's just, we just gotta keep knocking down the doors, knocking down the doors. And this was a big moment for us, a big signing. Mm. Because over the last sort of seven, eight months, quite prominent figures in US boxing have had something negative to say mm. about you from- You talk about promoters? Yeah, 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 like, yeah, because, yeah, because they smell fear, you know? And, or I smell fear. You know, I talk to my dad about it a lot, and Bob Aram was one of them, like, and, and the mad thing, actually speaking to Dana White yesterday, we were talking about that negativity. And I don't, I'm not a big fan of negativity. I'd rather wish everyone well. I hope everyone does well. I hope everyone's happy. I hope they live a great life. Because at the moment, it doesn't really matter. You've always got to look after number one. But I'm a big believer that if you wish happiness on others, you'll receive it back. I, I truly believe that. And I think if you breed negativity, one, it gives you a horrible life and a really bitter life and an unhappy life. 
and, and it's no good for the soul. And that's why I say people like, you know, and I'm not going to mention any names on here, but, you know, uh, Bob Arum, <laughs> Stephen Espinosa, you know, all these people. Shelley Finkel. Shelley Finkel, you know, all these people, but. Leonard Ellaby. Leonard Ellaby, you know, but, but these. Richard Chafer. Yeah. <laughs> Shelley Finkel. Yeah, every time he says that one. Every time he says he's not going to mention your name. Um, yeah, exactly, exactly. <laughs> but it's, it is frustrating, but I can't, you know, I talk to my old man about it a lot, and he's saying, look, mate, take it as a massive compliment. He said, because I never went into America to try and do what you're doing. And why would they? Why would you imagine that? You know, we've got our business in the UK. You imagine some like young guy, uh, sort of outspoken, a lot of energy, non-stop work, came over to the UK and started saying, "Right, I'm going to start running boxing in the UK." So I've got this big deal. You've all got to come with me. Let's go. I'd think, "Fucking this guy." And I'd, pro I'd, pro I'd probably be saying the same. As much as I'd want to probably say. Good luck to you, mate. I'd really be thinking, what the fuck is going on? Well, if here? a version of you oh. came over from the US to the UK, yeah, you'd I would think, what a prick. No, you? I, yeah, you I would, would. You would. Probably. Yeah. Yeah, probably. <laughs> yeah. I would try, like, but I would, you know, again, like, even when Heyman's trying to come into the UK, I don't think, oh, no, you'll never make it. Like, good luck to you. More money coming into the industry, the better. That's really what people like. And that's why I said in my comments the other day about Leonard Ellaby. You know, like, Leonard has started, like, liking tweets that are criticising me online, I said, don't be a hater because you're one of the guys that is supposed to respect and admire the hustle, you know? And that's what I like about Leonard is that, like, he's that guy, go on, like, if you yeah. work hard, yeah. Leonard appreciates it. Mm -hmm. I don't think anyone works harder than me, but we'll see. So it's just, you know, I don't know, it's been, it's been tough, but like I said, this was a big breakthrough for us because word of mouth is everything and now we're going to do the best job for Devin. We're going to get behind him, but he's still got to win, you know, and there's going to come time soon when he's going to have tough fights and he's only 20 years old, 20. You know, we're signing kids, you know, Ofer Jones, Raymond Ford, Amo Williams, they're like 18, 19, they're making their pro debut. That's really young. At 20, he's still a baby, really, but he's had 20 fights. He's ranked number three in the WBC, so he's potentially about to fight for the world title. So he's come so quick, but... For me, there's no rush. But as always in a fighter's career, I don't tell a fighter who to fight or you've got to do this or you've got to fight him. I'll go to him and say, right, this is the situation. We're here with the WBC, you can do this. He's fighting May the 25th, we know that. Could be fighting Luke Campbell in, in July or who knows what's going to happen. But it's up to him and his team. He's got, you know, and I knew that he trained with Mike McCallum on the pads, but I didn't know he was actually as close to you as he was. Great trainer. In Mike McCullough, one of the great fighters of all time, and he's got it perfect. He's got everything now in his life is absolutely perfect. It's now all down to him. But that's such a great thing to know as, as an athlete. It's all on me, you know. Like, yeah, so no, nothing can get in his way if he's good enough. It's there. May twenty fifth. That's not to do with you then. Were you fighting on that show anyway? No, May twenty fifth, the Usyk. Usyk card. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, is that what you're fighting on? Yeah, yeah. Get, okay. get with it. All oh, right. <laughs> Did you announce that he was fighting on the yeah. Usyk card? Yeah. Sorry, I must have been a little bit. No, we're obviously behind. not doing a good enough job. You know. <laughs> if I don't know yeah, about yeah, it, it's yeah. like it yeah. doesn't so happen. So Maryland, and then he'll come down to the Joshua fight the week after. But a lot of this, yeah, we wait on the WBC ruling, which is imminent. You know, obviously we know Luke Campbell is got it. He's mandatory challenger, and it's who they decide has to fight him. And so if it's not Devon? You know, the, the, in the case of the rules, it should be very simple. It goes down the list. 
So it's Luke Campbell, Abdullayev, who is currently observing Ramadan, Devin Haney, Teofimo Lopez. So Abdullayev is not available. So that goes to Devin Haney, and that's the fight we'll be trying to make. Mm. July 27 is the date we've got penciled in for that fight. We're, you know, as a team, Luke's up for that fight. Where, where, up for where that potentially fight. have you discussed that States. fight? Could you know, it be here? Uh, possibly. I think we've got somewhere on the East Coast planned, or even Texas. But you know, it, again, it's hard because we've got Luke, we've got Devin, and it's like Hull. Hull. It won't, it won't be in Hull. It's too much money have you to heard take. Hull's where Luke's from. Don't worry. Yeah. Hull. Hull. <laughs> <laughs> That's where Luke's from. Yeah, H-U-L-L. Eddie was yeah. the first person to promote uh, an outdoor for, event there. For his professional debut, I did a, an outdoor event in the stadium. Oh. It was good. So he was Olympic gold medalist. He, he, like, he's, he's a big he's, star. He sorted out there. Yeah, yeah, he's, yeah. A, he's a big star. I think that what, 15, like, No, 16, that's about 10,000 for his oh, debut. Okay. Yeah. But oh, in a four-rounder. In a four-rounder. Like, yeah. yeah. <clears throat> but Luke is a brilliant fighter, Olympic gold medalist. And Devin knows, like... I've got to say as well, a lot of people in the industry out here talk very highly of Luke Campbell. They were saying it today. You know, they think that him against Devin is a great fight. They think Luke has got a chance against Lomachenko. <clears throat> Style-wise, obviously they grew up in the amateurs together. Styles make fights. But Luke is saying, and I think Devin has the same mindset, we don't want to fight Lomachenko for the vacant belt. We want that to be an undisputed fight. So why fight him for... X when you can fight him for five X, if you back yourself, and he thinks he beats Luke Campbell. But if it came down to it, I will. Fight he will Lomachenko. take that fight. I will, yeah, I, will I know. Fight yeah. Lomachenko. I will fight Luke Campbell. I will fight. Well, you against Tiafimo Lopez is a big fight. Massive fight. Yeah, you again. Maybe not yet. You against Ryan Garcia is a big fight as well, and you against Luke Campbell is a big fight as well. How much of Campbell have you seen um, over the years? Well, I actually saw his last fight before. Oh, like, you were there, weren't you? Yeah, like, yeah. I was at I was at his last fight. Um, before, like recently, I really didn't know too much about Luke Campbell. Um, I watched his fight with Linares a little bit. Um, he has skills, you know, and like I said in an interview yesterday, you don't become an Olympic gold medalist just being ordinary or not knowing how to fight. You know, he's he definitely knows how to fight and. Um, I think with me and him, I think it'll it'll be a good fight. When will you get that ruling from the WBC? I think like next week. You know, Maurizio's here this week. We're putting pressure on all the time. You know, we've written to him and said Abdullayev is not available. He can fight the winner, but Campbell against Haney can go July 27, and it's a brilliant fight. And you know, like I said, Luke thinks he wins. Devin thinks he wins. So you know, our job is to say, guys, here's a great opportunity for you. Good luck. May the best man win. Okay, but you've got a job to do on May the 25th in Maryland first, and then you can think about that after. Yeah, yeah. But you, you should go down the gym. Well, not in general, but to watch, <laughs> to watch, to watch Devin. Do you want to go there? No, but if you Don't want. Go down the gym. What are you weighing, Roman? I'm good, I'm good. What are you weighing, bruv? 246 pounds. And that is in stone what? 17 stone. You weigh 246 pounds? Yeah. Damn. Yeah, he's six foot six. Muscle, muscle yeah. weighs a lot, Devin. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but seriously, you go down there like I'm fascinated. How much, how much does Joshua weigh? He weighs about the same. <laughs> yeah, he does about the same. Yeah, similar ex physique. Exactly the same. My waist's a little bit bigger <laughs> than his, but he's got like a 32 inch waist. Mine's a bit bigger. But um, you should go I'll down there because down there. I'm fascinated. Like I'm, I'm, I'm fascinated by, like how did you? I'm being interviewer here. But how did you end up here? 
So you're from Oakland, right? Yeah, uh, California, I was, San Francisco. I was, yeah. I was born in San Francisco, uh, raised in Oakland. Um, we just came to Vegas for like a better life, like because mm. you know. How old were you when you come in? Uh, seven. Well, okay. But we always been back and forth, you mm. know, because my, my mom still lives in uh, San Francisco, so I, I, I've always been back and forth. But where I came up, it just it wasn't nothing there. It was just rough. It was, it was rough. Yeah, yeah, it was yeah. rough. So came to Vegas for a better life. Um, but you know, me coming from Oakland, coming from the Bay Area, I was I came to Vegas and it was nice here. It was like mm. we moved to a nice community and all that. So I brought that like street stuff to to Vegas. So that's how my dad took me to the gym. He took me to the gym because he wanted me to get beat up. You know, he wanted to show me that you know that I wasn't the best fighter and I felt like I was. And basically, here I am. I just stuck with Did it. Did you turn pro at seventeen? Seventeen, yeah, yeah. I actually was going to turn pro at sixteen. But I just waited for a little bit longer, and then I turned pro at 17. Andre Ward, undoubtedly one of your kind of people you watched growing up. Yeah. Being from the same. Andre Ward. Uh, um, I, I watched a lot of Roy. Roy used to train me, so I watched a lot of Roy Mayweather. He's, he always been mentor to me. Always helped me out. So. Did you go down that either with the Mayweather gym? You spent a lot of time in there. Yeah. Sparring. Yeah, a lot of the doghouse. Doghouse. Yeah, I got I got a lot of work in the doghouse. I sparred. I sparred Floyd in the doghouse, um, Tank, uh, man, many, many different champions. Eddie wants to do a day at the doghouse. <laughs> Can you imagine they'd beat the fuck out of me? They'd be like, get Hearn in here. Oh, man. Ellaby will get in there. Ellaby. I'd spar Ellaby. Would you? I'd spar Ellaby. It'd have to be pay-per-view, though. <laughs> I mean, people, I think that would do some frighteningly big yeah. buys. Um, okay, Devon, um, you've got a press conference with Devon this yeah, week. Yeah, Thursday. Okay. One o'clock. Um, at the MGM, so we want to officially unveil him to the media yeah. and get things going. Okay, appreciate your time, yes, Devon, and looking forward to your journey starting in Maryland and uh, Fitz Campbell on the 27th of July. Follow him on Instagram. Yeah, your Devin, Instagram's big, your Twitter's not so big. We need to yeah, what you Twitter. got? What, what's yeah. your, what's your dad, Insta? My dad always gets on me about that, like, you need yeah. to tweet more, you need to tweet more, but. Real Devin Haney? Real Devin Haney, Instagram, Real Devin Haney, Twitter. What what numbers you you busting, Devin? Uh, Solid on Instagram, a couple yeah, hundred thousand. Like, I got like three hundred thousand, three hundred twenty thousand on, on uh, Instagram, small. and I got like ten thousand on uh, yeah, we got on Twitter. That. But let's start a campaign. I need, I need, I need to start. Let's see, it. let's see how big you are, right? So let's get the campaign going. Like realistically, let's try and add five thousand Twitter followers. That's fifty percent increase on your Twitter account. How long? Before You're going to put this out tonight? Tomorrow. Tomorrow. UK time. So it's like Wednesday. Right, so I think literally, but this, this interview is going to do 100,000, 80,000 like views, something like that. Somewhere around there. Somewhere around there. Okay. So really. Because there's another interview going out with you. Yeah. Okay. Don't forget. So the other, the, 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 the situation is 80,000 people watching right now. Just 5,000 of you. Right? I've got to follow Real Devin Haney Twitter Instagram as well but we're going to see more of an effect so what we're doing now is we're really checking out the promotional power of IFL okay pressure this is yeah so we want to see let's just just, just check your, your Twitter followers just get this exact number because this, this is actually quite interesting it's sad but it's interesting because <laughs> I find this really interesting so um, 
Okay. We've got to get you verified on there as well. Okay. 11.5. Right? So that, we'll, we'll keep it at 15. So we've got to do 3,500. We've got to break 15,000 followers for Devin Haney by this time tomorrow night. So UK's got a whole day. Right? So All if you're right. watching this and you have a Twitter account, please follow Real Devin Haney to just test the promotional power of IFL. And Eddie will pick out a winner. Yeah, the, if you if you follow, right, what yeah, we're going to do is... Do is go on, what are you going to give? So, Devin's going to pick the winner from the new followers. We're going to fly you and your friend out to Vegas for ringside tickets for the... No, I'm not really joking. <laughs> Devin's like... <laughs> yeah, Devin's like, going, I'm going to enter myself. <laughs> this guy's a player. <laughs> right. No, we're going to... We're gonna I'll tell you what, can, right. I, can I suggest something? Go on. You're not going to like it. Go on. July 20th. Come on, well, Dylan White owns Yeah, yeah, okay. We're going to give you two tickets to the O2. I'll have to pay That's for them because Dylan will want me That's to pay That's a big show. <laughs> uh, Dylan White against Oscar Rivas, who just knocked out Brian Jennings. Yeah. David Allen against David Price. So if you follow Devin Haney. You're gonna, we're going to do this on camera yeah, as well. Okay. All the new followers that follow him, From the UK. he's going to pick one at his press conference and you're going to win two tickets for July 20. Let's get it. Deal. Yeah. Let's get it. That's a good price. Yeah. <laughs> Devin, thank you very much. Edward, thank you very much. Okay. And uh, yeah, we'll look forward to your press conference on Thursday here in Las Vegas. Cheers. Thank you. Thanks for listening to the IFL TV podcast, sponsored by William Hill, in association with Lonsdale MTK Global. Sports Social Podcast Network.